Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot's plan to reduce Chicago's high levels of gun violence relies heavily on street outreach organizations. These organizations send men and women out to shooting scenes and hot gang corners where they try to connect with the people closest to the city's gun violence. It means almost daily contact with trauma and pain, and many of these outreach workers have their own past traumatic experiences. It's an emerging problem these groups are trying to solve. WBEZ's Patrick Smith has more. When there's a shooting in the Humboldt Park neighborhood, Tony Rags heads out to the crime scene as quickly as he can. He talks with family members and friends of the victim and tries to find out what groups were involved. We just try to gather as much information as we can to try to defuse it and make sure that another situation doesn't happen behind that one. Rags manages the Safe Streets program in the Humboldt Park neighborhood. He's over a team of workers who go into some of the city's most violent blocks to offer an alternative to the people doing the shooting. The work can be tiresome sometimes, can be overwhelming, uh, and there's a period of burnout. You know, when you're uh, responding to situations and shootings, there can be a period of burnout and you don't know it. There was an evening in July when that burnout took him by surprise. He says he was in the middle of talking to someone who had lost their brother in a shooting that day. They had reached out for help, and Rags was trying to comfort them and help them figure out what to do next. As he talked, his voice began to crack and his eyes welled up with tears. The person came to me for comfort and ended up giving me comfort as well. So I had to step back and say, hey, you know, I need a day or two to just sit back and, you know, um, either get this out or, or something. First person name came to mind was Tina. Tina is Tina Cooper. She's a counselor who works in neighborhoods throughout the city. Her main job is to provide therapy for people who are trying to leave a life of street violence, the clients of the anti-violence workers. But she's also looking out for the anti-violence workers themselves, people like Rags. I think we did two sessions, and it was, it was just what I needed. You know, sometimes you need to not necessarily vent and rant, but just get some things off your chest. Sometimes it's, it's really just therapeutic just for to be listened to. This is Tina Cooper. You know, they're, they're out, the outreach workers are boots on the ground. Uh, they're exposed to so much trauma they're in, in violence. So we're, we're just making sure that they know that we're here and that you know, we can, we, we're here to listen whenever you want to talk. Obviously, Cooper didn't tell me what her and Rags talked about in their therapy sessions. But Cooper says generally, it is really important for guys like Rags to talk through their emotions and trauma. Rags has lost a lot of friends and family to gun violence. That's true for a lot of the people doing this kind of work. Because of their experiences, it makes them that more qualified to do the work. Um, However, because of what they've already experienced, and then to really be re-experiencing those things by being in this work, burnout can be quicker. Many of the outreach workers, like Rags, say they used to be in the streets. You would hear a lot of them say that um, I used to I used to be out here terrorizing the streets. Now I feel like it's, it's on me to fix it, you know, to, to right my wrongs. All right, so um, I think some of them uh, are so um, gun-ho to, to, to fix things that you can almost become lost in it. And um, it, the boundary lines can get very blurred in that. And you may find yourself going above and beyond and doing the work that you that you could that you could hurt yourself 
There's a reason Cooper immediately came to mind for Rags when he was struggling. She's always there, offering support or just checking in, pushing people to take care of themselves. It reminds me of a term you hear a lot if you spend time with street outreach groups in Chicago. Relentless engagement. It's this idea that you just keep showing up, keep reaching out. The guys on the corners carrying guns will turn you down over and over again. But you need to make sure you are there for that moment when they decide they want to try something new. The mental health professionals in this world take the same approach with their coworkers. Considering how much trauma they have to see almost every day, and that many of them have their own traumatic histories, I asked some of the anti-violence workers if the organizations they work for provide enough mental health support. They all said yes. They say the biggest issue is they don't take advantage of what's available, even though they know they should. I've been putting it off. I've been putting it off. Ashaki Banks is a victim advocate in Austin. That means her job is to respond to shootings and murders, comfort grieving mothers, and help figure out funeral arrangements and things like that. Banks has been shot before, and she lost her own young daughter to gun violence. It's hard to think of a job that could be more traumatizing, considering Banks' history. And she says Cooper is on her all the time about getting help. She laughed at me, too. <laughs> like, you ain't coming. I'm like, I'm going to come talk to you. I promise I'm coming. Does, is it, is it uh, Tina who, who works Yeah, here? Tina. Oh, yeah, I love her. But you can't get you to sit down with us. No, uh uh-uh. Too busy? And I'm I'm too busy doing nothing, though. It'd be the crazy part about it. It's surprising. Banks had just gotten done telling me the story of her daughter's murder, killed by a stray bullet. She's not afraid of talking about painful moments in her life, but there's something about therapy that she's avoiding. Cooper says she gets this a lot. People who know they'd be well-served by spending some time talking with her but who just keep putting it off. For some, you know, they might not want to feel vulnerable because in, in counseling it does require, in order for you to start the healing, you do have to let down your guards and be vulnerable. And I think from them being uh, in the streets for so long and having to learn how to, to survive, they had to build this wall to protect themselves and their feelings. Cooper says she gets it, and it doesn't help to push. Her job is to just keep checking in and making sure to be there whenever they are ready. Patrick Smith, WBEZ News.